0: This is a Squeeze podcast, where your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Simone Zaziaris, And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 8th of June. In your Squiz today, a boost to Australia's economy, financial whip cracking, get ready for a polar blast, and winning at 19. This is your Squiz today. Starting with some good news around Australia's economy Claire, it received a boost yesterday when S&P Global Ratings, a credit rating agency, upgraded its outlook on our AAA debt rating from negative to stable. It's like a report card, and what it tells us is Australia has joined
1: eight other economies to have the highest tick of approval. Yeah, Australia is just one of those very few number of countries that has that really big seal of approval, not just from S&P, but the other two big credit rating agencies. And in practical terms, what it means is that it gives us access to debt uh, and borrowing that our government can make uh, at a better rate and under better conditions than other countries. So the cost of borrowing money comes down, which is really good news, but it also means that it's a tick of approval for Scott Morrison and his government's approach to managing the economy through the pandemic. What S&P said yesterday is that our government has taken swift and decisive fiscal and health responses to contain that pandemic. And it really is, when you look globally, uh, one of those great big shining lights about how we're travelling.
0: Yeah, that's some good news Prime Minister Scott Morrison can take with him as he heads to the G7 meetings at the end of the week in the UK. On a more personal level, though, new figures out this morning, Claire, show who's winning
1: when it comes to income. Yeah, and of course, our economy is in pretty good stead, as we've heard over the last few months, better certainly than it could have been. Uh, But going back a little bit further in time, the tax office has released numbers from the 2018 and 19 financial year. There's 14.7 million individual taxpayers who paid $213 billion in income tax, which seems like an awful lot. Uh, Four in five Australians earn less than $100,000. If you want to be at the very, very top of the tree, you need to be a neurosurgeon. Mm -hmm.
0: A lot of numbers there. As for the suburb home to the people with the country's highest incomes, that'll be Sydney's Double Bay, followed by Melbourne's Torak. To Victoria Clare, Prime Minister Scott Morrison has weighed in on Melbourne's lockdown, urging the state to put an end to it as soon as possible. That's not something the state's Chief Health Officer, Brett Sutton, is ready to do just yet, though. Victoria yesterday recorded 11 new local cases, including two
1: reported on Sunday, bringing the total to 81. And what Brett Sutton said yesterday is that he would consider limiting the lockdowns to very specific parts of the city. That's something that Prime Minister Morrison called for yesterday. But he said that there were 300 exposure sites right across Melbourne, and that makes it very difficult when it comes to the health officials' perspective of trying to limit spread. So what he said is looking at whether that lockdown will lift on Thursday, they're still going on a day-by-day assessment. Yeah, that's definitely one to watch as we
0: get closer to that end date. Ostrak is our government financial regulator and yesterday, Claire, it had a busy day cracking down on some big names in the business. On the list was National Australia Bank and casinos, Crown Resorts, Star Entertainment and Sky City Entertainment.
1: Yeah, big Monday for the regulator of those financial crimes. Uh, what it says is that there still needs to be effort made to limit the potential breaches of those anti-money laundering laws. Uh, the National Australia Bank has had issues and it's put its hand up to that. And it's also invested $800 million in trying to fix those compliance issues. But it seems like it's come to a bit of a crunch point with the regulator saying that it will crack down if it doesn't step it up. As for the casinos, there are plenty of potential breaches there, particularly when it comes to high-end gamblers. Austrac says that it hasn't decided whether to take in enforcement action there but it certainly has uh, sent a shot over their bows.
0: All of that was enough to put a dampener on the share price of all four companies with Sky City copping the heaviest four dropping six and a half percent yesterday. The leader of Boko Haram, a jihadist terrorist organisation based in northeastern Nigeria, has allegedly killed himself. We say allegedly, Claire, because it isn't the first time the claim has been made.
1: Abu Bakr Shikau is someone who has been alleged to have been killed in the past and he's popped up again. But what this rival terrorist group ISWAP has said is that it has audio recordings where he did kill himself. Certainly that's something that has uh, got the interest of many international anti-terror agencies and they're looking into that now. Uh, What Boko Haram has done in the recent past is really quite shocking across that part of Africa. It originates around Nigeria uh, and it really has held a lot of the population in that stretch of land to ransom by kidnapping children, uh, staging bombings, also prison breaks. It's been quite a dangerous force.
0: Yeah, Shakal took the reins of Boko Haram in 2009 and while we we don't know if his death will mark the end of Boko Haram. Some commentators are hopeful it will stop the violence between the group and its rival, Iswap the man known as the last liberator of Auschwitz has died in Germany at 98 years old. His name is David Dushman Klan. His death is particularly of note because he was one of the last people who could talk about the event from his own experience.
1: His is an incredible story. Just surviving World War Two as a Soviet soldier really was quite remarkable. He was one of just 69 soldiers from his division of 12,000 to survive the war and then to have a role in liberating Auschwitz. Is really quite something. He then went on to become one of Russia's main fencing coaches. He coached women's teams to the Olympics from 1952 to 1988. Just an incredible story.
0: Yeah, and then he continued coaching at his local fencing club every day until he was 94 years old. Amazing the weather now, Claire, and things are going to get cold this week for those in the southeast of the country.
1: Yeah, and not just Victoria and Tassie, they're particularly affected but also South Australia, New South Wales and the southern end of Queensland. uh, Looking at good bits of snow, even outside of those Alps areas, although if you're looking for the start of the ski season, it's looking like they're getting a bit of a dump of snow there over this week. Uh, Also, though, on the lookout for heavy rains, flooding, damaging winds. It's going to be a bit of a week.
0: Yeah and Western Australia doesn't get off scot-free though with heavy rain from a different weather system on the way this week. Claire, I'm not sure if you remember what you were doing at 19 years old, but I certainly wasn't winning major golf tournaments. Someone who has done that is
1: Yuka Sasso. She has become the second teenager to win the US Women's Open. It's a big achievement for anyone at any age, but to do it so young. Uh, she's also the first player from the Philippines to win a golf major. So she really has done very well for herself and for her country.
0: And while we're on sporting achievements, tennis star Dylan Alcott has won his third consecutive French Open title in the men's quad wheelchair
1: singles event, beating Sam Schroeder in straight sets. How good's that? Very good. And I love the quote. J'adore Roland Garros, baby. So good luck to, to him. Very <laughs> <Mary laughs> Dylan Orcott <laughs> Squeeze the day, Claire. It's National Best
0: Friend Day. Might be the perfect opportunity to send your best mate a nice message.
1: We haven't known each other very long, Simone. Are we besties yet? (laughs) Well, I did send you a message this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. These early morning little get-togethers mean that we're on our track to get there. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's a birthday for Kanye West. I think that definitely deserves some kind of line-up on your iTunes or your Spotify or whatever you listen your music on. Why not? That's a wrap for today. Thanks for tuning
0: in. We'll be back tomorrow.